Hey there, it's Phil Harwood. Just want to take a quick minute before we begin today's podcast episode and talk to you about our live and in-person events. We had three events scheduled for 2021. We've already had two of them. Our Inner Circle, sponsored by VentTrack event, was very well attended and was a great event. And uh, just recently, we had our Forum for Sales event, sponsored by SnowX, sold out. Uh, We had a great event there as well. We have one more event coming up. It's called Grounds in Institutional Management. It's really focused on site um, issues, operations, engineering, equipment, everything having to do with with running a snow event and planning for events. This is going to be September 8th and 9th at Milton Cat in Milford, Massachusetts, just outside of Boston. So we hope to see you there. Registration is open right now at snowfightersinstitute.com. Welcome to the Snowfighters Institute podcast where we hear directly from some of the most interesting people in the professional snow and ice management industry. To learn about their successes, to hear about the challenges they faced along the way, and to have their perspective on critical issues facing our industry today. I'm your host, Phil Harwood. Before I introduce today's special guest, I'd like to invite you to follow our social media feeds And check out our upcoming events at snowfightersinstitute.com. Hey everybody, I'm very pleased to have as our special guest today, Jeannie Schenderlein, president of Jeffco Grounds Maintenance based in Anchorage, Alaska. Thank you, Jeannie, so much for taking the time out to be with us today. I know you're busy and it's still a busy time of year. Um, but you have an interesting story, and we're excited to hear just your thoughts about the, um, you know, the professional snow and ice management industry. And we'd love to hear, you know, some of your story and, and kind of what makes you tick. And um, I have a whole bunch of questions to pepper you with. So um, one of the things that I thought was interesting, just kind of looking at the website and just kind of gearing up for our phone call here, um, you know, I saw a tagline on the website that said Alaska's most advanced snow and ice contractor. I thought, wow, that's a pretty bold statement. So um, I thought it might be a good place to start. Why don't you, uh, um, if you want to introduce yourself a little bit and uh, tell us about that, that'd be a good okay. place to start. Um, my name is Janie Shunderline. I am the president of Jeffco Grounds Maintenance located in Anchorage, Alaska. I've been in the snow and ice industry going on 30 years. Um, Alaska's most advanced snow and ice contractor. Um, I love that statement. Um, Jeffco introduced de-icing to the retail commercial market in Anchorage, Alaska in 2014. And that's why I say we're the most advanced. Um, We introduced Arctic sectional snow pushers. Uh, We were the first company to be operating with GPS um, capabilities that notify your client when you're on site and what it is you're there doing. 
So there, there were a lot of new things um, for Jeffco. In addition, um, we became ISO certified. I think that, yeah, that happened in 2014 also. Um, first and only snow and ice contractor to be ISO certified and first woman owned in the nation. Nice, nice. A lot of uh, things to be proud of and a lot of firsts. So prior to 2014, I have to ask, um, no one was de-icing? What was happening up there? Just plowing and let it build up? Plowing and sanding. Got it. Yep. A lot yeah. of that in northern Michigan here as well. So it's just hard pack with sand on top and just keeps building up. Yeah. And when you get a good day, you know, a warm day, you go out and you try and scrape off your ice and beat your loader up and... Um, and it's a little tough on the operators too. <laughs> Absolutely. It's kind of crazy to think that that was acceptable. Um, mm -hmm. And it, it probably still is, right? You probably still see that on properties. Yeah, there's, um, since we introduced the de-icing, it took about three years, two to three years for other contractors to catch on. Um, and there's only a handful of contractors doing de-icing here. Got it. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, thank you for that. Um, how big is the company? Well, you know, I think we're right around probably 60 pieces of equipment nice. for, for winter. Mm -hmm. And how large is the company in the summertime? Um, I think we're, we're doing probably about 40 acres of landscape maintenance. Okay. So, nice. You know, we're taking care of pre-existing landscape where the people that keep everything green and alive. <laughs> well, as you know, I follow you on social media and I love all your posts. It's a nice mix of business, uh, what's on the radio, kind of where you're heading to. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and your grandson. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a nice mix. Um, yeah. But obviously, you know, snow is a very serious year round business for Jeffco. Mm -hmm. So talk to us about that. Well, like right now, we're, we're already getting ready for the upcoming season. Um, 60 pieces of equipment is going to take some time to get through um, rather than rushing through it like 30 days before. Um, that's, that's a lot of equipment to get ready. Sure. Um, we've been out buying new equipment, um, selling off old equipment. Um, it's, it's a big to-do. Um, pretty much everybody at works here loves the snow end of this business versus the summer. Sure. Yeah. What about in the population in general? Do people just absolutely hate the snow or do they really love it living in Alaska? I really or is don't that a mix? I, I think it's a mix, but it's probably a very low percentage mix there. Um, most people don't like the snow. Um, don't allow for enough time to get from point A to point B, end up in the ditch, or just some crazy, crazy thing happens um, if they have to get out of their car into a parking lot and they're walking in snow. They're not very happy. Yeah. I mean, I obviously, you know, a lot of people cringe when they hear the word snow, even in the industry, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately. But I, yeah, I was kind of curious if there were differences between, you know, being a contractor in Alaska and, and I know you've been, um, 
involved with a lot of associations. I want to talk a little bit about that more later. But, um, you know, so I know you have a good handle on kind of the whole, how things look across the, the lower 48 as well. But are, are there some u- unique challenges about working in Alaska as a snow contractor? There are. And, and the biggest difference is the surface temperature. Mm. So how does that play out for you? Well, we get, you know, we get surface temps that are 18 below we've had i think last season all the way to like 36 below and then what like we wouldn't even know what to do well we're still melting off it might take a little bit longer but um we're still melting off uh parking lots with the de-icing but um and then you get another funny thing that i experienced last year was a contract that's wrote where you can only de-ice once the temperature reaches 32 degrees. Oh, So I found that really interesting because even if it is 32 degrees here, well, I had a 33 air temp and I had 18 below on the surface. So what what do you want me to do? Do you want me to follow your contract? Yeah, right. Or do you want me to do what's right? Yeah, so it's really about managing customer expectations, educating right. them, communicating all that, all the all the stuff that all of us snow pros have to deal with, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's go back to the beginning. How do you get into this business? Well, that's a very interesting story. Um, at the time, my I was married, and my husband and I bought this business. Uh, he decided after the first winter of being in the business that he had a change in heart. And so, Jeffco already existed. Yeah, Jeffco was pre-existing for eleven years. Got it. Carl, my husband, and I went in and bought it. Um, after that first season, he had a change of heart. Um, a lot of that, I would I would say, had to do with a substance problem that I had and that was alcohol okay um I'm sure that's probably why he had that change of heart um so kind of there I was a year a season later on my own raising a one and a half year old boy Mm -hmm. and I had Jeffco and I had never plowed snow had never even mowed a lawn and um, I had been around it though. I have an older brother that was in the snow removal business. And I think he did it probably about 20 years in the industry. So luckily I was able to rely on my brother for some guidance. Um, went through the first winter and you know, it was kind of kind of real different then, you know, like you didn't angle your blade, you just plowed straight. <laughs> <laughs> I remember <laughs> those days. Season, yeah, then the next season, you're, you're like looking at your snow storage area thinking, wow, that looks kind of messy. I ought to clean that up. And yeah. angling your blade. And um, yeah, it was quite a, quite a learning thing for me. But I grew up in a construction background. So um, that helped me as well. Um, mm-hmm. Both my parents were entrepreneurs and they were in the electrical industry. So um, I had that in my background. Um, You saw a good example of work ethic growing up. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, I I actually was in a situation there after that divorce in a financial situation that really 
started driving me and because I wanted to get out of debt. Sure. And so that, you know, I just focus, focus. And, and there's a lot of personal sacrifices you go through in this industry. Um, for instance, you know, like Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, all of Absolutely. those holidays. You might have to move those holidays in order to celebrate them. Right. Yep. Or, or you just might not celebrate them. Um, so that's how I got in this. Um, in the beginning, it was pretty shocking to people if they called up and asked for a quote and a woman comes out to give them a quote. It was unheard of. Unheard of. So, you know, win some, lose some. Um, I did run across some real good people over the years um, that actually gave me the opportunity to grow the business and um, let me prove myself. Nice. So were you a business owner before acquiring Jeffco or was this your first experience running a business, owning a business? This was my first experience. Okay. Got it. And how long ago was that? How many years? 29. 29 years. Okay. So, wow. So, um, almost, uh, three decades as, as the owner, how has your, well, let me ask it this way today. <laughs> Let's just fast forward all the way to today. What is your what what are your primary roles? Like what do you do for the company in your role today? Well, in your position today? actually a little bit of everything, but my main focus is the profit margins, sales. Um I do up end up out in the field from time to time and you know I do still enjoy being out there. Um Well, you travel quite a bit. Is it's, that is that with your sales hat on? <laughs> well, I end up out there doing that, but out in the field actually working on the jobs. Mm -hmm. Um I just love it. It's an adrenaline rush. Nice. And I it's just like, hey guys, let's go get this done. And I'm just so excited to be there and I'm always filming and you know, taking pictures. Um got it. So you do all the sales. You may, you maintain the client relationships. Yes, I do. Are you the snow commander as they say? Or is there someone else who takes primary responsibility for the operations well, for snow? My son Damon has been stepping into that role, but he also is a little backlogged on like for instance, he's doing all these 60 pieces of equipment right now. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So during a snow event, you're all in. Oh yeah. Got it. So what does your team look like? Tell me about your, the rest of the kind of the key players in your company. Well, you know, we got some real good loader operators in here. Um, last year I seen some numbers that were just unbelievable. You know, we're pushing eight acres an hour. Nice. Um, that's, that's getting it done. <laughs> what what size machine is that with what uh, um we were using, well we were using john deere 624s and then all the blades are arctic sectionals mm -hmm. so we've got 16 footers we've got 14 12s and i just bought a 10 the other day too okay eight acres per hour that's probably your 16 going right yes Got mm -hmm. it. okay are you moving to a different type of loader then yeah, we just purchased some L uh, L70s. Got it. Yeah. 
Okay. We're, we're updating everything around here. Yeah. Right now. Okay. Interesting. Um, what about on the software side? Um, what are you running as far as what keeps everything together? What, how do you build clients? How do you keep all your equip, keep track of everything? Uh, those types of things. Keeping track of everything and looking back in the past, I don't have no clue how we did it because it was all manual, but um, I'm running a program called exact time. And so everybody logs in when, you know, they get here, when they get on a job site, they log into that job site and then there's different categories that they can log into because I wanted to know exactly what it is, where, where is the revenue coming from? What is the highest, highest part of the revenue? Um, so they, they log into different categories on the job site. Um, that little program has been pretty good for us. I can push all that data into QuickBooks mm -hmm. to do the payroll. Yeah, I've heard good things about exact time from some of my clients. Yeah, so you're not billing through it. It's more of a timekeeping, reporting, right. payroll reporting kind of yeah. helps with all that. And then so you're, you're billing out of QuickBooks. Right. Yeah. Okay, nice. So I see you everywhere. Um, <laughs> Saima, mm -hmm. Aska, Snow Fighters Institute, like you're, you're really, um, you really stepped into the industry in, a, in kind of a big way. What, what inspired you to do that? I mean, I, I would imagine that's a considerable time away from your family and considerable expense to, you know, attend events, which most of these events, to be honest, are in the Midwest or East Coast, right? There's not a whole mm -hmm. lot going on on the West Coast as far as um, the, the associations I just named off. Um, mm -hmm. I know there's other really great associations, but kind of what, what, what triggered you to get involved more on a, well, on a national basis? I actually met Tom Canetti through LinkedIn and Tom was telling me about snow fighters Institute. And I was like, huh, what's that? And anything that is involved with snow, I'm interested. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so too. that's how I ran across Snow Fighters Institute. And okay. I actually attended there. Um, oh, boy, maybe three, five years mm -hmm. I attended there. Yeah. And one of the things that I found really interesting at Snow Fighters is that whatever you may be experiencing, it is a guarantee there will be somebody in that room that knows what you're experiencing and you're going to get all sorts of information that you've never heard of. You know, it might just be a, an app that you've never heard of. That's going to save you time. I mean, it, it, it's really, really a good program at snow fighters Institute. And I think anybody, anybody that's currently in the industry, not just getting in it, but that's in it, they should go. They should go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Neil and I felt the same way. And that's why we, you know, um, we started talking to John about, you know, acquiring John, John actually approached us and said, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm looking to um, sunset here over the next few years. And we started a conversation a long time ago. We're actually taking um, snow fighters on the road next year. Uh, in 2021 when we can start meeting face to face so we won't be meeting in Erie Pennsylvania anymore 
Um, you're probably really bummed about that because you probably love Erie, Pennsylvania, but but you, you might be the only person that loves Erie, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Aside from John, John loves Erie, Pennsylvania. And there's nothing wrong with Erie, Pennsylvania, but we're uh, we're definitely taking it on the road. And um, so what advice would you have for someone, for someone who is considering attending an, a snow fighters event? aside from what you've already shared here? I would make the investment because there's a huge return. Nice. There's a huge return for the business owner. Yeah, I've seen that and as well. I did I did see that um, you guys are taking it on the road and I was like, what? What? What is this? <laughs> well, you know, yeah. the, big, the big trigger there was the, our, our sponsors. Like they really want to show off their facilities and showcase their equipment and really help people understand their solutions. And so, you know, we thought, well, what better way to do that than to bring people to their facilities and yeah, really give them an opportunity and, and, and bring snow fighters to people. Not everyone can get to Erie, Pennsylvania. As lovely as Erie, Pennsylvania is, not everyone can get there. And yeah, so- that, that was like a 10 to 11 hour, maybe 12 hour ordeal for me. And then, you know, to be in a conference when you're in a different time zone, like that is four hours, I got to the point where I would just go days early so that I could get on that time zone. Sure. Yeah. Just yeah. To acclimate. Well, mm-hmm. so enough about snow fighters. Um, <laughs> I'm interested in, um, other things that you're involved in, like, and, and, and I'm not even sure, like if you're involved in committees right now or, or any leadership roles or with any associations, you know, I mentioned Simon and Aska, but maybe there's some other things you're involved in. Like, what else are you into outside of, um, outside of just running your company? Well, just pretty much, um, the ASCA doing that certification. Um, I was on a committee a while back. I don't know if I still am. Um, trying to get some liability issues passed here in Alaska and I've not heard anything on that for a while. So I don't, I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, um, some of those committees come and go. Um, yeah. yeah. You might have to jab them and see if they're still alive. I am interested in hearing about the um, ISO and kind of how that whole process went down and, and um, huge that you were kind of right out the gate, you know, first, to jump on that, but um, you know, for, for someone that doesn't know what that is, tell us a little bit about what ISO is for snow and, and what it's meant for your company. So, um, being ISO certified took probably anywhere from about three to six months um, going through getting everything set up. But it actually makes your business a much better business. Um, you have a quality manual um, you bring in a pre-audit review, have that done. Uh, and then actually the auditors come to your place of business. I don't know if that all is still happening or not. Um, but I think if, if um, for liability reasons, it's a very good business decision. Hmm. Uh, it adds an extra layer of protection for your client. Not just that you have insurance, but if you're ISO certified, you're going to have all these things documented. And having all those things documented and then bringing in an auditor, I personally, I feel that the documents are certified as well. Got it. 
So it's really about quality and about process and about systems, right? Mm-hmm. Were there some, you know, aside from just getting the the right to be ISO certified, right? Just aside from getting that designation, which is huge. Um, do you do you do you really feel that some of those those quality systems really changed your business for the better, or was it more about uh, having the designation for marketing purposes and to be able to say you have it, <laughs> right? No, it it actually makes your business a better business. It really does um, because, like, you can do these charts. You you set out okay. I want to do ten percent more this season the end of the season you see where you're at um my whole deal was okay i have all this money invested in snow pushers how many job sites do we have that we can run the snow pushers on and it just came down for me to okay if i can't get a snow pusher on it i'm not interested hmm. because my money is already invested in the snow pushers um that's a huge liability tool. Um, it, it makes your business a better business because you set yourself apart from the rest of the pack. Yeah. Yeah. And not only are you going to use it in snow and ice, but you, you will start thinking like that on every contract you do. Yeah. I think it's a, it's such a gold standard. Um, that's the way I'm seeing it. Um, mm -hmm. it's, you know, I think what it's been probably five years now, six years since the ISO certification has been out, um, maybe even longer. I'm not sure, but I don't, just don't think there's that many companies. Um, I, I don't know what the total is, but it's a very small fraction of the industry that's been able to earn that designation. It's, it's really a, a very high bar, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I, I can't stress enough at how much it's going to better your business um, and just make you think different. And then what's involved with maintaining it? Well, um, you know, of course you're doing your preseason site inspections, your, your post storm, you're keeping track of all your weather data um, and then your quality manual. Um, and then Is does someone have to come in and kind of validate all those things that they're really yeah, happening? Yeah, we have once... a pre-audit a pre review done mm -hmm. once a year. Got it. You know, okay. Anytime before you're going to be audited, you should have a pre-audit review done. Got it. And the audit is also every year or is that every three well, years or, or you don't know? It's surprise attack. I don't attack. know because we did <laughs> not have an audit this season where in the past we've had an audit every year. Got it. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, that's good to know. Um, you know, I think some of the certifications I've earned over the years, you know, it took a lot of effort to get the certification, but mm -hmm. to be honest, the maintenance of it is really more about, Oh, I attended a couple seminars. <laughs> so, I, you know, it's I, this, this to me, maintaining an ISO designation is a very serious endeavor. Like, Somebody's going to come in and audit your business, right? No, right. One's, no one's auditing my business to maintain my CSP. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, you think back over your 29 years, um, what are you most proud of? Oh, gosh, there's been so many accomplishments. Um, 
2015, I was presented with a leadership award um, through the ASCA. That um, it was huge. Uh, there's been no snow and ice contractors from Alaska that have really ventured out and done the educational portion of this like I have. Um, I don't know, that ASCA Leadership Award, uh, first woman-owned, ISO certified. I had no idea that I would be the first. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that that alone right there, that's huge. Yeah. Um, we did the world greatest TV series also. That was huge. Um, Tell us about that. That was an interesting endeavor. Yeah. Um, just that, you know, they had called up and asked if I would be interested in doing it. And I said, absolutely. You never know who's going to be watching that and where they're going to be. They could be anywhere in the world and have property in Alaska. <laughs> right. So um, that, that was pretty cool. They sent in a filming crew and then we took them out on a job site, did a loadout. Okay. Um, all of us had been awake for three days when we did that filming. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so was that just one event? They, I'm, I'm, somehow this missed me. Like I didn't know, I didn't know anything about this. So did they film one event or did they film like over the course of a whole season or how'd that work? No, just one event. Okay. And so um, we had, like I said, we'd all been awake for three days. And then of course you want to jump on the loadouts. So I said, well, you know, let's, let's put you on a job site so you can watch them load out. Mm -hmm. um, so that was fun. That was huge. They'd probably right, never right? seen anything like that before. No, huh? they were from Florida. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Was it 18 below zero? <laughs> I don't even remember. But, uh, I'm sure yeah. it blew their mind either way. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, cool though. Those are, those are just fun. Those are icing on the cake, right? Yeah. Yeah. What about There's... with, with some of your people? Like, have you had some people like really grow up in your company and have you seen like people really moving through their careers from a professional standpoint? Um, have, have any stories there to tell? Well, there's been a couple operators that we've had here that um, have really, really stepped up their game. I mean, from one season to the next, and it's just amazing to see them grow and how great of an operator they become. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people don't stick around in this industry. That's always been a challenge, um, having repeat employees but um you know there are some there's some that have been here six years mm -hmm. so what, that's, what, that's keeps some, what keeps somebody at jeffco for six years well i think they like what they're doing um i don't really know you know i would i've never really asked them great um, owner <laughs> Yeah, great owner. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I, I really think it is that they like what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, one of the one of the things that has gone on with Jeffco is that we're constantly reinvesting into the business and bringing in new technology. There you go. And new technology, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that don't invest into their businesses. Um, and they're running the same old equipment that's ran down and, you know, they're dead batteries in the middle of the night and all sorts of stuff goes on 
Yeah, people want to learn and grow and they want to be able to do what they do best. So when mm -hmm. people are in the sweet spot, you know, if they're, if they're, if they, if the greatest day in the world is running a machine, that's what they want to do. And, and you're allowing them to do what they love to do every day. They're yeah. not going to go anywhere. It's yeah. just like we brought in the Ventrax 2014. Um, we brought those about and that was a whole new deal right there in Alaska with the Ventrac. What is that? <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. There's still a lot of people in the industry that don't know what that is and need, need to understand. But that's that, a that, that's been a game right changer. That, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'll take a 10-man crew down to just an operator and one guy on shuffle. Yeah. So with Ventrac then, did you get into the SSVs and... And do you have any snow raiders and what other sidewalk equipment do you have? Just Ventrax. Okay. Yeah. That the Ventrac is the ultimate machine in the white and green industry. Mm -hmm. Good piece of equipment. Very well built. And, and the, it's like the Swiss army knife, right? It does everything. Yeah. <laughs> So my experience and anyone who knows me knows I'm a huge fan of Ventrac. Um, we literally at my company, a, a Ventrac re replaced 10 people. Yeah. And, and that just blows my mind when I say that, but it was so true. Replaced 10 people, one person in a nice dry cab doing the work of 10 people. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't get any better than that. I'm sorry. Yeah, it doesn't. You you cannot beat that piece of equipment. There's not anything on the market. Even even in the green season, we'll take in a Ventrac with a 84 inch deck on it, five acres, done in an hour and 15 minutes. How can you go wrong with that? And having the right equipment is so important. You know that. Yeah. At every level. You know, from the we ran skids. Across, well, yeah. we ran across Ventrac at Snowfighters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Ventrac's been a long sponsor of Snowfighters. We're glad to have mm -hmm. them. Um, what about the inverted plows? Did you ever get into that? The the Paul's Vanderzon theory, um, or or is that more of an HOA type um, setup? Um, no, we've not. We're strictly Arctic sectional. Got it. <laughs> And you're doing you're doing open commercial lots for the most part, right? Right. Reta retail and so yeah, different different setup. Okay. We we thought about bringing some of those on this mm -hmm. year, but it was better for us to invest the money into the loader end of this. So so that's what we did is bought a couple of new loaders. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of my questions I always ask is about challenges. Um, obviously, you had a very significant challenge in the beginning of of taking over Jeffco, and um, but anything else stand out to you? This this like a, a significant challenge that you had to overcome that you really, um, you know, maybe someone can learn from and and just share something that happened in your in your experience. I found out I was really good at challenges. <laughs> and okay, that's cool. Most recently, most recently, I have discovered if you're not scared and you're not uncomfortable, then you're on the wrong path. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Talk a little bit more about that. I know where you're going, but put, 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 well, put some I more mean, words to that. Like doing the loader purchase. 
that was a huge deal. Two loaders. Um, yeah, it made me a little uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I knew I needed to do it. Yeah. You know, not just, there, there were a couple of reasons why I needed to do that. Um, and yeah, it made me uncomfortable and a little nervous. And I, I just think that if, if you're going to grow, you need to be a little nervous. You need to be a little scared because that, that's, that's where mm -hmm. the right path is. Hmm. Yeah, I love that. And, and just being able to say, I'm really good at handling stuff. Like, I'm really good at dealing with challenges that come at me. Because I, I think it's just, I'm constantly telling people, especially my clients and younger people in management positions, that your job is to solve problems. And not, to, so you shouldn't be surprised or, or, you know, freaked out when there's a challenge coming your way. That's what your job is. <laughs> and so you should, you should be looking for challenges. Right. I'm be embracing challenges. I'm thriving when I see these challenges. Yeah, I love that. And, and, and I love it too. I mean, it's like, all right, we got a challenge here. Let's Bring get it on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, well, I mean, you're in the right industry. That's for sure. <laughs> every, yeah. ev every event's a challenge. Yeah. Every event is different. None of them are the same. Uh, yeah. and, and that's what keeps it interesting too, is just how different they are. Where do you see the industry today? Just kind of globally, um, obviously there's been kind of an evolution over the last, well, 29 years of professionalism and, um, and more technology, um, all that, but kind of where, where do you see the industry today and where do you, where do you see it going? Well, I hope it continues to grow. I don't know about this little setback here with the pandemic, how that's going to affect this industry um, because it really has affected a lot of businesses. And how are they going to survive with, um, are they gonna still wanna keep the quality and standard up there? Or are they gonna try and cut corners this coming season? What have you heard from some of your clients in regard to that? Well, I haven't heard anything about okay. it. They're still in the waiting have, game. Yeah. Well, I've read a few things, you know, on national level that it could affect. But I've also got a solution for that, and I can't share that with you, but you'll see it. Absolutely. Proprietary. <laughs> no, no, we're not going to talk about anything proprietary here. Um, what about some trends that you see? Do you see anything like um, coming up that is really catching your eye that you're you're keeping an eye on? No, up in Alaska, it's much different. You know, like I said, there's only a handful of contractors doing de-icing. I would like to see more de-icing here. Um, what do you see in terms of contract mix, and um, you know, what are your clients looking for? Is everything seasonal? Is everything per, you know, T and M hourly, or is it a mix? It's a mix. And nice. I don't think that a lot of the clients are really educated as well as they need to be. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think that they really even think about it. Yeah. It's I would agree with that. Cross the, the board. Game. Yeah. 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 That's not just in Alaska. Believe me. Until. So, so the burden's on us. We really need to educate them. Right. Until they experience a slip and fall claim, they will continue to operate the way they do. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
Yeah, something's got to jar them. Mm-hmm. How often do you get out of Alaska? Well, this year I haven't. <laughs> well, no one's gotten anywhere this year. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the question this year is how often do you get out of your house? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I know I know you're you're uh, all over the place with your business, but uh, um, do you have any plans to to uh, get to any of the industry functions maybe next oh, year? Definitely next year. Nice. I don't know yet about this year. Um, everything's still kind of very. All bets strange. are off this year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, I flew up to Fairbanks to check out a couple of our sites up there over the weekend, and nobody sat in a middle seat. So they've cut like seventy to eighty seats off of the flights. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that as well. Um, all my travel's been um, shut down for this year. So far, we'll see what happens. And I've really enjoyed it. I've, I'm, I'm finding really good value working remotely. Um, and I think there's some good changes that are going to be happening due to the yeah. pandemic. Um, but you have a good point about, you know, how is it a good affect the industry? I think, you know, I, my, my feeling is that um, people, the contractors really need to be open to having that conversation. If, if, if you're servicing an office building that's, you know, only 10% full, I mean, that's going to affect your budget. That's going to affect the scope of work. And, and you know, we're going to have to just work through that and um, hope and pray that a year from now we're back to normal, right? Right. What are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, it'll be interesting to, we're just getting geared up on sales end here. It'll be interesting to see what goes on. Yeah, cool. Jeannie, what else? Anything else you want to share with us before we wrap up? Well, yeah, if anybody's interested in snow and ice management in Alaska, call me. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. We will absolutely push everyone your way yeah. from Alaska. Yeah. Well, we really appreciate your time. Um, really great to hear from you. And um, we just hope you have a great rest of the summer and hope your sales go well. And yeah, just we'll just be hoping and praying that things open back up nicely. We get the rebound that we're all looking for before winter hits, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, thank you all very right, cool. much for this opportunity, Phil. I appreciate it, and it was great talking with you. Likewise. Thanks, Gene. Take care. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Snowfighters Institute podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, become a subscriber today so you won't miss any future episodes. And don't forget to check out our upcoming events at snowfightersinstitute.com. Now go forth.